Hello and welcome back to Let's Get Weirding. I'm Megan Sunday. And I'm Bo North. On this show, we are discussing Frank Herbert's Dune series, chapter by chapter. And this week, we are back to talk chapter 47, the penultimate chapter. Uh, just as soon as we meet the Atreides Gom Jabbar. Then we'll never know how it ends, Megan. <laughs> oh, that's true. Dang. <laughs> like this book that we've neither of us have ever read before no what is dune wait what's happening (laughs) they made more of these (laughs) oh only a few only a few oh megan how are you holding up i'm all right how are you Mm. you know i'm a little (laughs) sad i'm a little Uh, sad because my old neighborhood is basically destroyed Um, yes, I lived in that neighborhood in Minneapolis where all the, um, protests and everything kind of boiled over the other night. And, you know, I'm not upset about the, the buildings and things like that. I do feel for the, the businesses, the small Mm -hmm. businesses that suffered, but I understand where all this frustration and rage is coming from and Mm -hmm. to think that it's, you know... It's been coming on for a long time. (laughs) A long time. Yeah. Everything's terrible and (laughs) (laughs) nobody needs to hear what we think. Yeah, we just ran our mouths for a while and Mm -hmm. you all, people already know this, but what we're going to tell you right now is some ways that you can help uh, everyone else, our communities at large. Um, Yes. And we've got a list here. And I will pull that up. Uh, So some of the places where you can donate, and we highly encourage, like, if you can't get out and march and protest, totally understood. Like, look, we're still in the middle of a fucking pandemic. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have to think about that. Who are you putting at risk? But also, like, you want to show up in any way you can. Give money if you can. It's not, it's, it's not a problem. It's not a solution, but it's a start. It's a help. Mm -hmm. So there's the George Floyd Memorial Fund, which is uh, organized by his family. And I'm going to have links to all of these in the show notes. There's the Minnesota Freedom Fund, which is providing bail for protesters that are being arrested in the Minnesota protests. There's the Black Visions Collective, Reclaim the Block, Campaign Zero, and Unicorn Riot, which are all really good organizations that are out there, you know, doing the work. So, mm-hmm. And we had said on Twitter that, you know, if you donate and let us know, we would do a shout out. And I believe we have someone to shout out. Our friends at the Deliver the Profile podcast, who uh, their podcast is about um criminal minds so if that is your bag please check them out but also thank you guys for donating we really really appreciate it ronnie and jazz you guys are great mm-hmm. so with all that being said i suppose we should probably read this epigraph from princess Irulan. now that we've thoroughly derailed our show okay um here we go this is from arrakis awakening by the princess Irulan. and wadib stood before them and he said though we deem the captive dead yet does she live for her seed is my seed and her voice is my voice and she sees unto the farthest reaches of possibility 
Yea, into the veil of the unknowable does she see because of me. Ew, I don't like all this talk about seed. <laughs> We've heard too much about Paul's seed, frankly. Yes. I feel like this keeps coming up. Mm-hmm. And I do not care. Yeah. Who is the um, she in question? Alia? I don't know. <laughs> because I mean, I wa- Otherwise, I wa- it just seems like Paul's just talking out of his butt. Well, I think that's most of them. <laughs> uh, I mean, it does make sense. Although, mm-hmm. I mean, Alia's captive for about 20 minutes. So mm-hmm. it's a little rich that he came up with this entire thing. But that's Paul. And yay, though I... <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my God, you self-aggrandizing jerkwad. Shut up. Back from Arrakis. Awakening. <laughs> right <laughs> the erotic novel Arrakis Awakening <laughs> oh man but this chapter we've been so excited for this chapter and for oh my this god week, like everything that is just dropped in the news like it was really hard to get ready for this episode but we're gonna do it Megan we're gonna power through cause a lot of good stuff happens this episode this was a and... really great chapter this episode listen to me i don't even know what i'm saying anymore that's okay no this episode is a disaster oh no this is (laughs) all those things about you know people were saying like don't start a podcast during the quarantine we weren't even this isn't even during the quarantine and yet we've somehow completely (laughs) just lost track of everything oh my god (laughs) i don't even know what a podcast is anymore yeah (laughs) uh so the Baron comes floating in. Yep. The Emperor has brought a full-on throne room <laughs> with him. Yeah. He he's also like the Emperor is wearing a Sardaukar uniform, which is a little rich. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a little, little of, like GWB wearing a flight. You know. The it's a little Banana uniform. Republic. Yeah. Um. Then. I mean, same his, thing. His throne gets brought in, <laughs> and it's an entire piece of quartz that's been carved into a throne, I, which one is amazing. I thought of you immediately, because I was like, <laughs> Megan, this is her jam. She would love this. Put it in her house. This is house. my dream. Yes. <laughs> um, you see that sometimes when you look at, like, crystal shows, they'll have furniture that people have just carved out of massive, like, chunks of quartz, and they always cost, like, $25,000, and... And you always think that wouldn't be particularly comfortable unless it was a very hot day. That would probably feel really nice. But I would not mind a giant throne made of quartz that people just carry around for me <laughs> through space. <laughs> this is all very Eddie Redmayne in <laughs> Jupiter ascending. Oh, boy. <coughs> Excuse me. That boy has had a quartz throne brought to him. Oh, for sure. I mean, so extra. Uh, so the bear, so the Baron is just like taking in this whole scene. The Emperor is there. Uh, Reverend Mother Guys Helen is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, just various like guild agents, all fat. Mm-hmm. But one short and fat, and one tall and fat. So it's sort of. <laughs> but that's like... how you know they're bad. <laughs> But I also just like that that's like me. How else I know they're nefarious if they're not fat, Megan? It's like me and most of my friends. <laughs> I'm tall and fat. 
and I've already <laughs> friends who are short and fat. Like, hello. I am the latter. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty average and fat, I would say. <laughs> um, and then we finally, at last, the Princess of Rulin is here. Yeah. She came along, too. But she doesn't actually get to say anything. No, she just stands there and is really pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do like that she is looking past and through the Baron. She's just not even like, she's like, mm-hmm, yeah, ugh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, wouldn't you? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and if my father was the, the emperor of the known universe, I definitely, definitely Oh, yeah, I'm not, not giving any time, at... a second mm-hmm. of my day to this man. Yeah. So the emperor is just like, okay, there's some shit going on. Yeah. The emperor is a little, he's a little full of himself at this point. Oh my he's just God. Like, mm, so let's talk. Let's have a, let's have a little, let's have a little <laughs> sit down, a little chat, Baron. Can you just fill me in on some stuff that's going on? Yeah. Just run this by me. Okay. <laughs> so can you tell me where Thufer is? Where'd you put Thufer Howitt? Where'd he go? And the Baron's like, uh, it doesn't really matter because he did. Yeah, he says, you know, he's been gone for five days because he was going to he was going to go to the, the smuggler base and then try to infiltrate Paul Maud Deeb's camp. And the so the Reverend Mother is there because she's the, the, the truth sayer. So she's like listening to everything and like whispering into the emperor's ear, which has to just be so disconcerting. You're like, this is happening. And she's like, mm-hmm, yeah. You're like, oh, <laughs> fuck. And he's like, okay, so five days is a really long time to not know where your mentat is. Uh, but he's yeah. going to die because he has the poison. But you don't think Thufur can do a ton of damage in that time? All on five whole days? Yeah. One working week. And this guy is just now like, I don't know. I mean, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's like the world's worst getting called into your boss's office. <laughs> oh, God. It's like, oh, so I wanted an update on such and such. Like, oh, that. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> the thing is with that, he's like, okay, well, that's nice about the anecdote. So where are your nephews? Where's the whole gang? Yeah. Where's all the all the Harkonnen boys? Uh, and he says, well, they're, they're searching uh, the perimeter. Because of this big storm that's coming. And the Emperor is sort of just like, mm, perimeter. Because he has realized, like, he knows that there are, you know, as we've seen in the previous chapter, like, he knows that there are camps and, and mm-hmm. from and out beyond what is known as the, you know, quote-unquote perimeter. Right. Uh, but he can't just come out and say this, because nobody in this entire series can ever just come out and say anything. Oh, God, no. No, God forbid we have an honest moment. And so the Baron's like, but you can't call me out for, for erring on the side of caution. And the Emperor's like, you know what, though? I can because I had to come to this asshole planet <laughs> and bring everything I own uh, with me. And because I had to come here. Uh, and like we had to spend all this money and yeah. so obnoxious. I had to bring my big throne. <laughs> My whole outfit. Uh, <laughs> I'm 85 years old. I still have bright red hair. A um, whole kennel full of chair dogs just, just ah! had to come with. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, Count Fenring is just like, I don't know, in the spa. <laughs> <laughs> Not for long. And, and Baron, the Baron's just like, oh shit, is he going to kill me? <laughs> but he's like, no, there's all these other great houses are here. He wouldn't just kill me in front of them. And it's like, I don't know, man, at this point. Yeah. I don't know if they'll care too much. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know that they would care that much in the first place. because, But, you know, now that he's sort of lost Arrakis and, you know, his access to the spice, his wife ain't <laughs> but, worth shit. But so he says, well, the Emperor asks the Baron, well, have you caught any hostages? Yeah. And the Baron, which is this totally a, you know, you've been called in front of your supervisor. Because he's like, well, see, no... But it's because it wouldn't matter because mm-hmm. the Fremen are so backwards and awful that if you capture someone, they just act like they're dead. So they would never even try to save a hostage or negotiate for one. So no, I haven't done that, but I have a really good reason why not. <laughs> and the Emperor's like, uh-huh. So tell me more about this Mladeep guy. How about him? Yeah. He also talks about, the Baron is thinking about all the people that he brought. And he's just like, he brought pages. And court lackeys and women and their companions and hairdressers and designers. Goodness. <laughs> I just love it. He just, like, everyone came and then they all brought their peeps. Yeah. And those peeps brought their peeps. And that's what you call moving your household. Yeah. It's like Henry VIII avoiding the, the sweating sickness. <laughs> and we're all leaving. We're all just going. We're all going everywhere. And you have to pay for it. Uh, so, like, the Baron is so nervous that he can't, he's not, he's too nervous to eat, but also he wants to eat, and I understand this feeling, actually. (laughs) Yeah, no, that I I get. He's never been more relatable. (laughs) He's just like, "Mm, I really wish I could get someone to bring me some food, but nobody here would listen to me. (laughs) Yeah, you're, you're outranked (laughs) in this room. So, yeah, so the Emperor wants to know who the Baron thinks Wadib is. And the Baron's like, I don't know. He's Fremen. He's some fanatic, madman kind of guy. Nothing to worry about. He's just like, oh, uh uh-huh. Here's, you know, a little more casual lying and racism. Because he's like, well, they just, the women are throwing their babies at us. And they kill Mm -hmm. themselves, screaming his name. And it's like, okay, yeah, none of that happens, you asshole. (laughs) Uh, and he's just like, okay, um, so how about the south of Arrakis? You been checking that out? Like, no. No, nobody There's lives no there. There's no one down there. <laughs> too many worms, too many storms. Not even any spice. And, you know, <laughs> there's some plants that come up every now and then, but mostly we just lose manpower and thopters. So, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And then the Emperor, because everyone has to make a big scene, mm-hmm. is like, okay, okay, well, bring in that little kid. <laughs> yeah, so we did, he's like, well, I'll mm. have you know that we do have a prisoner. We did catch a Fremen. And here she is. And <laughs> it is Alia. And she comes, you little know, toddling in. Freaking four-year-old comes in and just makes herself at home on the throne. Yeah, she sits on the edge of the throne just like, sup. Hey, everybody. Uh, I love that just... the Reverend, Reverend Mother is immediately like, <laughs> She's like a cat when a kitten walks by. She's like, hey, no, oh, God, what is it doing? <laughs> Get it away. 
And she just sits down and she's like, mm, look at that fat guy. <laughs> she does. Just I floating around, being fat. <laughs> oh, she just comes in and sort of just starts roasting the Baron immediately. Well, and it's funny because the Baron doesn't think that that sounds, this is his first sort of indication that she's not just her average kid. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the phrasing is very adult. But like, dude, do you think a four-year-old isn't just going to be like, you're fat? Because <laughs> trust me, they, oh my will God. Tell, they will tell you. <laughs> uh, I once was taking a selfie in my very own living room and my three-year-old said, mommy, don't take a picture. You're not fancy. <laughs> oh, but, oh my. Yeah. Like, well, I'll just go and lay down forever. So, yeah, if this guy floats in and he's so immense that he can't even walk, a four-year-old is going to be like, why are you floating? Is it because you're fat? Just asking. I mean, that's what four-year-olds do. So the emperor's like, so guess what, Baron? This is Mwadib's sister. And the man's like, what? (laughs) <laughs> i'm confused and guess what else like, <laughs> yeah and he's like yeah so um your uninhabited south pole there are people there and i was like let's go find that let's go figure that out yeah so they sent in and i love this detail okay they sent the emperor sent five troop carriers to pick up prisoners for questioning so all that was left in the southern siege, or was it siege Tabor? Anyway. It's southern. Yeah. So the only ones there were the elderly, the women, and the children. And <laughs> only, out of five carriers full of soldiers, full of Sardaukar. Sardaukar. Only one managed to escape with three prisoners. Technically <laughs> two prisoners. Yeah. <laughs> because Alia... Uh, says that she let herself get captured. Because she didn't want to have to face her brother and tell him that his son was killed. And the emperor's like, yeah, only a handful got away. Like, had to flee. And Alia's like, yeah, we'd have gotten all of them, except they had flamethrowers. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty dang funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> the way <laughs> she's just, just like... there, being like, hey, everybody. Like, and what is he, up? He even, like, describes how she's like kicking her little feet out the way little girls do when you Mm -hmm. you little kids do when they sit too high yeah yep she's just like hey everybody what (laughs) is up (laughs) and the baron's still just like yeah i do not understand anything you're talking about right now and like why is there this weird little kid and he tries to use that as more evidence he's like see these people are nuts like they let (laughs) little kids like lead battle groups Mm -hmm. and the Baron's is like, well, I guess we gotta go attack in force. The Emperor's like, you know what? I'm done with this. <laughs> the Emperor's <laughs> actually, like, super impressed with the Fremen. He's like, mm-hmm. I gotta get me some of these. Because <laughs> these guys know how to fight. Uh, he's gonna... He's also just, like... He totally throws him under the bus about Duke Leto. And he's just oh, like... Yeah. And you started this whole fake thing of Duke Leto, and you killed him him that was you only you just you totally not you. definitely not me <laughs> and he's freaking out and alia goes make him afraid some more shadam <laughs> i shouldn't enjoy this but i find the pleasure impossible to suppress <laughs> he's just like will you be quiet weird kid like what is this 
And the Reverend Mother's like, ah! Make her like, stop! Uh... And she, he says, you know, he says, well, don't you recognize her? She's the daughter of your ally. And she's like, yeah, my father's never his ally. <laughs> my father is dead. This old Harkonnen beast has never seen me before. <laughs> and she introduces herself that, you know, I'm Ali, a daughter of Duke Leto and Lady Jessica, sister of Duke Paul Muad'Dib. And this and... just went, that's like the pin <laughs> drop right there. <laughs> uh the emperor tells her to be quiet. She's like, I don't take your orders. <laughs> I don't have to do what you tell me to. You're uh, not going to be emperor much longer. And she looks up at the Reverend Mother and she's like, yeah, she knows all about me. <laughs> the Reverend Mother's just been like, ah. <laughs> I have been silently freaking out about this child. <laughs> yeah. She's like, this thing... <laughs> this thing is an abomination and Ollie is just like aw thanks her mother deserves a punishment greater than anything in history and she tells her to get out of her mind and the emperor is first really just like wait does she have telepathy holy shit like awesome <laughs> yeah yeah um way to focus should um come on stay on task and so the Reverend Mother almost like spills a whole lot of Betty Jesuit secrets because she's mm-hmm. just like, no, it's not telepathy. Like, that's not a thing. But like, she's in my mind. There are the others before me who gave me their memories and she's there too, but she can't be there. And he's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, yeah, you know what? Actually, walk that back. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, don't think about what I just said. <laughs> but, you know. We know how to not have kids like this, but her mom did it anyway. And Ollie is just like, eh, you don't know anything, anything. And she <laughs> does something in her mind. She, like, shows her what happened, basically. And she, the Reverend Mother is not comforted by this at all. If anything, no. she is even more freaked out. And the Emperor is like, okay, what is going on? And he's like, are you projecting your thoughts into her mind? And she's like, no, you know, I have to be born as you. And he's like, I have no idea what any of this is. So we're going to just <laughs> skip. He's right still over that. pulling it because he's still like, well, can you communicate with your brother? And she's like, I don't have. First of all, that's again, we have established. <laughs> I am not a mind reader, but OK. Uh, but two, now my brother knows I'm here. Like, yeah. don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, and he says, well, can you tell him to surrender? And she's like, no. <laughs> she's like grinning at him she's like I'm not gonna do that she kind of laughs at him she's just like ah you wish uh, the emperor is totally just like the baron tries to say something and he's like yeah you need to shut up <laughs> and he wants he's like all he's like okay Alia can you read my mind she's like I have said like ten times that I cannot read your mind Although but she could probably need... tell what he's thinking because he is so boring. Oh, yeah. She's just like, you know, he's like, I can reduce this planet to nothing. And she's like, yeah, ask the guildsmen about that. Like, it's not that easy. Yeah. <laughs> and the guildsmen are just kind of looking at each other like. <laughs> and the emperor says, well, you shouldn't deny me things. Like, it's not wise. And she says, my brother comes now. Even an emperor may tremble before Muad'Dib, for he has the strength of righteousness and heaven smiles upon him. Which is a little, I think, foreshadowing mm. for mm. Children of Dune. Oh, yeah. Because Alia gets real into this line oh, yes. of thinking. Oh, boy. 
Uh, this is what happens when you're raised thinking that your brother is like a godhead. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then everything starts to shake. And yep. she's just, the shield is getting, the shields are getting activated. They can feel it. And Ollie says, I told you, here comes <laughs> my brother. This is so awesome. I can't even, like, I get chills. It's so cool. So the emperor is freaking out. Like, he's getting um, messages through. He has basically, like, a Bluetooth in his ear. Yeah. <laughs> and the Baron is, like, moving behind Alia. The Sardaukar are all falling into position. And, you the know, the Baron, he's just like, oh, sorry, Baron. Like, they are attacking. So we'll, we'll kill them. <laughs> uh, he tells him to basically to kill Alia. He's like, you know, throw her outside. Into the storm. Yeah. And Alia, which is always a great scene in all the adaptations, kind of screams, faking it. And she goes, let the storm have what it can take. And she, like, throws herself backwards. And the Baron catches her and is like, haha, I've got her. And then, do you want to take it? <laughs> she pokes him. She pokes him with her gum jabbar. <laughs> and he's like, what the heck? You scratch me. And she's like, haha, you're dead, old fat grandfather. Sorry, grandfather. You've met the Atreides Gam Jabbar. <laughs> and then he's dead. Yep. And I enjoy that he's just dead and he's just like rolling around because he doesn't really float. I mean, this is the thing is it's like it's not like it is in the movies where he's just yeah. like basically deflating like a balloon. <laughs> he's just kind of like sagging to the side. Yeah. And I love that the emperor at this point is like, you know what? I have no time for any of this. <laughs> Everyone here is fucking nuts. And that's even before the shield is knocked out and he sees he sees the Fremen come in riding sandworms into battle through the storm. Legions of sandworms. Come on. Like, are you fucking kidding me? That is so fucking cool. (laughs) He's just like So the shield is down. (laughs) They shoot the nose off the ship so they can't leave. Yeah, because that was the plan. He was like, we're going to go to space and think of something yeah. else to do. And and the friend are like, haha, I guess again. So Alia runs, takes advantage to run outside uh, where she proceeds to just find a knife and start slitting throats on the battlefield. Yep. <laughs> Which is a sequence where they don't go into grand detail in Lynch's Dune, but there is probably an image you've seen, a gif of Alia... Like just out in the sandstorm, like with her knife, you know, with her knife waving just back and love and life, love and life. That's what she's out there doing. Yep. This is why she will later be called Saint Alia of the Knife. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and then they show up on worms, and the Emperor's just like, "Oh my God!" He's like, "Um, <laughs> where's Fenring? <laughs> if I need him at any time, I need him right now." So, like, so it's the Emperor, Arulin, mm-hmm. the Reverend Mother, the two yep. guildsmen. Um, you find out here, so one of the guildsmen is covering his eye, and when he moves his hand, it's because they all wear contact lenses, so you can't see that they have the blue spice yep. eyes. Exactly. And, which, why should anyone be surprised that all these dudes are just mainlining spice, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's their big secret because they it's can't true. have competition. And because they can see, you know, things. Mm-hmm. But he says, you know, we can't, we don't know what'll happen. We can't know. But that means Mwadib can't know either. And it's like, mm. 
Um, and he's just like, what is happening? I love that all this stuff has been going on. He has a reverend mother who's a truth sayer, but he's still just like, wait, suddenly totally. everyone's got like freaking magic. What is <laughs> happening right now? It's very satisfying. Uh, and he's just like, hold on a second. Do these people just like dependent on spice? Like these guildsmen? What is what is this about? It's like, yeah, dude. yeah, yeah catch because- up. <laughs> Up until this point, it's just been like, hey, this is a great thing that everyone enjoys mm-hmm. and uses recreationally. And, you know, it's expensive. It's a bit like, you know, a nice cannabis. <laughs> but it's like, what if a nice cannabis could make you fold space? <laughs> <laughs> and so the, he looks at the Reverend Mother. She looks at him and he's like, all right, we need to make a plan. And they both decide mm-hmm. the only thing they've got left is treachery. I enjoy that. Just, just flat out. Like, <laughs> we got one one thing we can do. Treachery. Go get Count Fenrir. <laughs> if anyone knows treachery, I guess. Go get him out of the tub. <laughs> and yeah. And then, then that's the end of the chapter. And then the next chapter is the last chapter of Dune. Yes. But we're not done with the Harkonnens yet. We still have to reckon with uh, the new Baron, Fade. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to that next chapter. The last chapter, guys, I cannot believe that we are there. We're at the end of Dune. Oh, my gosh. It doesn't seem possible. I know. When we started this podcast way back last year, <laughs> I was <laughs> like, oh, man, this is going to take us forever to get through this book. And it kind of has, but what a ride it's been. Mm-hmm. We got what? to see Alia cutting some throats. Yes. People I mean, riding really, in on worms. This last chapter is hands down my favorite of the book. It's so, it's like funny and mm-hmm. a lot of stuff is happening. There's a lot of action, but also like a lot of sort of sly humor stuck in there and I don't know I just really enjoy this chapter after all of those board meetings and hmm, yes hmm, Paul you must learn you know it's just like finally shit it starts happening and you will notice that Paul is not in this chapter I like it a lot (laughs) the optics of this whole coming showdown are hilarious to me and all the adaptations Mm -hmm. because especially Lynch's Dune because Mm -hmm. Alicia Witt is so little She's so tiny. She's so tiny. And she's next to everyone. She's next to Kyle McLaughlin and Sean Young and everybody. And it's just like, hello. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very small. (laughs) And it's like, I know she's supposed to be a little kid, but it's so funny to just actually see it with just like, hi, I'm Mm -hmm. tiny. I do also love that they cast, even though you, I don't even think you see her hair in the movie. But they did go to the effort of casting a redheaded little girl to play Alia. You can see Alia. it in parts coming, like, uh, coming out the, of her the shul- trading her. card of her cutting throats. And mm. you can see it in that. Like, it's it's coming out of her head covering. Okay, gotcha. But just enough that you can mm-hmm. see it. Just a hint of red. Uh, well, good chapter. It is a good chapter. Yeah. Oh, man. I can't believe but, how close we are. I know, I know. And so many things down the pipeline. But before we get to all of that, we do have, we did get an email. 
Huzzah. Huzzah. We got an email. Should I, shall I read it to thee? Yes, please. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I went a little ruin there for a second. <laughs> if only I I could read these uh, emails from listeners in the style of Arulin's books. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Listeners, if any of you wants to send us a letter written in the style of Arulin, I will definitely read it. <laughs> And tip my hat to you. So here we go. Dear Megan and Bo, or hey Megan and Bo, rather. This comes from Marianne. Hi, Marianne. Hey, Megan and Bo. Hey, I'm loving the pod. This is the first email I've ever sent to a podcast. What? Mm-hmm. But Dune is something I've loved for a long time, ever since my babysitter gave me a third-hand copy as a young bookworm teen. I think that's a good way to get started on Dune. Always. Oh, yes. And growing up in a super, I mean super, it wasn't even technically a town, super small town, it was hard to find people who also loved it. Girl, I sympathize with that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) My town had one stoplight. As the online community became more available, I had more people to talk about it with, but it was still hard to find women who loved it enough to talk for hours about it. Well, you found us. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It's not just us two, but yeah. (laughs) not that they weren't there but you know the internet is a big place anyway all of this is to say thank you for this pod and sharing your love of dune also i'm listening to this during lockdown and i just got to chapter eight your discussion of ua and wana one of you mentioned the idea that the bene Gesserit assigned wanted to marry ua that sent me down a rabbit hole of thought what if they did and why was Wana always supposed to be used as leverage to get Jessica and her child into the desert, only it was supposed to be a girl? Or was it a different plan? If Jessica had a girl instead of Paul, as she was supposed to, but refused to give her to the Bene Gesserit, would that girl then have been delivered into Harkonnen hands uh, as though the betrayal of Yue? Plans within plans. Anyway, thanks again, Miriam. So... Um, I don't thank you, Marianne, thank you, first of all, <laughs> just to get into the whole like UA wanna thing. I don't think that Benny Jesuit wanted wanna to have a child with him. I think, yeah, I don't know what their goal would have been, but I just mm-hmm. I think that his whole idea that you know it was this massive love match mm-hmm. and that they were it, for to her, be... it was work, I think. I think it was, yeah. Was that... For her, it was like, uh, it's a living. <laughs> this is that meme from, that TikTok meme from 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> yeah. You're my best view. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know, it's so difficult when you have a character like Wana who completely does not appear Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure she's in a prequel somewhere, but who uh, could possibly know? Um, <laughs> Please don't tweet us if you if you do oh know. God. We don't care. Um, so, like, all we hear is UA talking about how, yeah, she was totally in love with me. And mm-hmm. I used to do medical exams on her all the time. So I know she was very yeah. fertile. And I'm like, whoa! So the f- just that alone, I think cemented it for me that the Bene Gesserit either one of they left it up to her and she was just not interested or mm-hmm. they told her specifically like 
it doesn't do anything because their bottom line is always the breeding program. Like, yeah. like I can imagine that for most Bene Gesserit, they're like, there's no point in putting your body through this whole ordeal of childbirth unless it's part of our breeding program. So if it's not, mm-hmm. it's up to you, but probably just don't do it. Girl, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I just... I don't know if they were thinking that far in advance mm-hmm. to them helping Jessica and her her future child, but I'm sure there was, you know, maybe she was just supposed to be, you know, controlling him or being mm-hmm. the thing that could undo his his programming if necessary, mm-hmm. you know, like give him someone to love and that'll screw with his head. <laughs> Ain't that right? Yuck, yuck. I mean, I don't know. I don't know all the Betty Jesuit secrets. I can't talk about them on the pod. (laughs) You never know when a Betty Jesuit might be listening. Oh, my God. (laughs) I I mean, I I don't know. Their plans are broke at best. Oh, my God. I could never keep track. I would be the worst Betty Jesuit because I'd be like, wait, who? Yeah. But it is an interesting, like, that is an interesting thought exercise. Because I often think about, like, had Jessica had the girl who was supposed to end up with Fade, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So then, like, I think about that a lot. Like, what the Bene Gesserit would have done with their Quetzal's Haderach. Ooh. Like, it's it's chilling. (laughs) I, I don't know, but I don't think it's good. No, oh God, no. Although I I am here for any, like, you know, female society that wants to subjugate everyone that's not them. I don't know. That doesn't sound like the worst. I mean, just look at our, (laughs) just look at our culture. Men have been in charge for forever. And uh, it hasn't worked out so well for us. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You're going to get us the hate tweets. That's fine. Who could care? I am very good at blocking. <laughs> you are. <laughs> I know. You're You're very sweet. You'll, like, text me and you'll be like, I don't know what to do about this tweet. And I'll look at it and be like, oh, block. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> but what should we do about this discourse? Not a thing. <laughs> look, discourse is going to happen whether we want it to or not. So, I know. mean, we're about to talk about lost which to this day creates discourse so oh yeah since our last episode we have a name for our new show (laughs) yes so (laughs) everyone we will be putting out episodes soon in june uh not immediately in june but coming up soon uh Mm -hmm. we're going to be putting out episodes of we have to go back (laughs) go back We really tried to get Let's Get Lost, but that was already taken. Yeah, but the we have to go back. I mean, that was such a pivotal moment in all our lives. Frankly. Oh, my God. I mean, I know mine. I was like, wait, what just happened? <laughs> I remember, like, getting this creeping feeling through that episode. Mm-hmm. That, like, something. And then I saw the maps on the floor that's and, like, the stuff that said Oceanic. And I was like... Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Wait <lost>. a minute. <laughs> yes, but I'm very excited. You, 
you sent me a video that I'd actually seen years and years ago, but mm-hmm. hadn't thought about since. That was a little music video tribute to everyone on Lost who ever died. There's <laughs> a lot. <laughs> the whole thing, I was going like, oh, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, look at you. Oh, yeah, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> and ones that were, like, just shots of people where I was just like, oh, you were there, like, for an episode. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, look at you. The little Saeed, like montage in the middle <laughs> oh yeah of saeed just killing everybody <laughs> uh he's on a uh an svu that is hilarious it shouldn't be hilarious naveen andrews oh. yeah because he's on it at this it's the same episode where sarah paulson is this mm, like mm-hmm. murderous socialite who oh, yeah, I think I saw kills that her episode. parents yeah and he's I don't even remember what agency he belongs to, but he uh, is has also been like looking, like pursuing her because she's been mm-hmm. like stealing money or money laundering or something. Sure, but it's <laughs> so great because she says that he's stalking her, and then he's just like, when they're arresting him for stalking her, he's like, "I think you'll find something interesting in my front pocket." It's his I ID. bet I will. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's just lots of lines like that. And... <laughs> <laughs> there's a um, whole oh it's such a good episode because sarah paulson i mean i mean she's so great i know it's really fun to hate the english patient but like i really love him in that movie oh that's right yeah i try I mean, not to it, think about the english patient because it's, it's a bummer it's a major bummer i mean to make colin firth such a such a not cool guy first of all I is a crime. I don't enjoy anything that has the oh sorry you weren't here like a week ago when I died because <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. left me in a cave. Spoiler alert for the English patient, but there's Spoiler a cave. Alert for this movie that came out like twenty years ago. Oh god, like thirty. Oh my god, shut up. <laughs> anyway, I don't like to think about my time passing, Megan. <laughs> That's why but we're yes. going to talk about Lost. <laughs> I know. But Naveen Andrews is a very fine man. He is. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> Back to the thirst pod, I suppose. Oh, man. They should have put him in Dune. They should have yeah. put him in Dune. So we're gonna still have, time. We're going to have some really fun stuff on uh, We Have to Go Back. We've got some great segments planned and we have some really fun guests lined up some you will already know from this show if you decide to tune in we hope that you will i'm gonna have links uh if you want to get the episodes early you can sign up for our patreon i'll have that available soon (laughs) and at least one guest is someone who has never watched lost before our very first guest is gonna be a lost newbie oh my god i'm so stoked i'm so excited i you know how long it's been since i met someone that had not seen a single episode of lost i know the last person i knew was my mother and i made her watch the first episode and she was so angry at me (laughs) she doesn't like anything that and i'm using air quotes here is scary and she thought that the ending of the episode was scary but I mean, she will watch is. those real autopsy shows, like, all day long. <laughs> and the body had been in the river for three weeks and had mostly decomposed <laughs> and was eaten by fish. 
we were able to salvage this jawbone and this left hip. And it's just like, she'll watch that shit all day. But an episode of Lost where a pilot gets pulled out of a plane by a smoke monster? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, smoke monster. You don't even see the smoke monster. You don't even really see the pilot get pulled out. You just, like, hear it. You anyway. don't know what's happening. <laughs> Charlie asks everyone, where are we? Guys. <laughs> oh charlie charlie pace so anyway <laughs> anyway this is not our show about law sorry guys no sorry. this is still a doom podcast so we hope that you'll join us next week when we wrap up the first dune book i am so freaking excited <laughs> not to be done with it but just that we we did it like i cannot mm -hmm. wait to mark this book red on my goodreads <laughs> i seriously cannot wait yeah and then we i think after that we're taking a break we're taking a break we'll probably mm. this show will be on hiatus for a little while we will have our episode on the dark tower 3 the wastelands that one's going to be really good because that is my favorite of all the dark tower books <laughs> so we hope that you'll tune in for that one and yeah you know, i Go ahead. Sorry. I, I I will say that there was a part of me that was like, I wish we hadn't already talked about the movie because I have since then seen the movie Cats and now I'm like, Idris, we have to have a conversation. <laughs> so I'm reevaluating all your previous work. Oh, oh no. <laughs> well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week. Next week, we're going to have more to say as we wrap up Dune. But we just want to say thanks everyone that's out there, you know, making your voices heard, the people that are in the hospitals, working the front lines, getting everyone treated. Like, mm -hmm. take care of yourselves, take care of your, your community, your neighbors. It's really important now. And, you know, thank you for tuning in. And we hope that this, you know, dumb episode of <laughs> this silly chapter of Dune is giving you a small respite in a very... Uh, stressful week. So thanks everyone. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>